Talking pussy. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a fright. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth. It's Talking Terror. We're back with an all-new episode, and tonight it is the demonic Dr. Dave's pick, 1981 Student Bodies, directed by Mickey Rose. We're going to be talking about that later on in the show, and also answering the question, what makes us hot? We're going to figure it out, because I'm sure there's a lot of things that make us hot. Uh, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Hearts. Weather at the moment. The weather at the moment, and also podcasts make me hot. Weird, I know. But we're going to figure out what else makes us hot later on the show. And I'm also joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Googie Keith. That would be me. Hello, everybody. How you doing tonight? Hopefully staying cool wherever you are. I don't care where you are. Just don't want to be here where it's fucking hotter than hell. Yeah, man. My balls are sticking on my inner leg, man. It's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> nightmarish over here in New Jersey right now. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, the baby powder industry is booming right now. I mean, I've been buying the bottle after bottle just to keep those boys from sticking too much. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. that helps somewhat, man. But I don't know. You hit a certain point where just things are trying to melt off your body that, that you didn't even know were there. No, you find out things about yourself you never really wanted to know once you hit a certain level. And I think that's what I've been finding out about myself. But... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a hot one for a while. But uh, we're also joined by the Mad Monkey. It looks like he's fresh out of tapioca, and he's ready to get a teaching lesson in here. So, Monkey. <laughs> hey there. Hi, Monkey. <laughs> Hi, Hi, King. How you girls doing tonight? Hey, y'all. I'm <laughs> broadcasting to you live from Hades because it's hot as fuck this time of year right now. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad I'm here in my private studio, literally right next to the air conditioner, so hopefully this will get me through the night. <laughs> well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> oh, and now we are joined by the demonic Dr. Dave. Welcome to the bar, Dave. Uh, why, thank you. Hi, doctor. Aging demonic Dr. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're here for a another another fine episode of <laughs> the Talking Terror Radio Program. It's going to be a yes. fine two hours with you, gentlemen. Uh, we know. are. We're here again. <laughs> and we're talking through chickens. Because that's what we do on the show. <laughs> and she's sugar on. Do that to my chickens. Oh, we broadcast through chickens. Don't make it sound weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very timely episode uh, with the ghoul continuously broadcasting from the chicken coop. It's a very timely, timely episode. <laughs> I thought it, it was is. perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, and it works. 
yeah, I think it's so hot that my about. fucking chickens aren't even doing anything tonight, man. They're just <laughs> they're they're chickens right now. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> The ghoul the will, will find any way to make his new promo code work. <laughs> <laughs> you need to keep us cool in the summertime. Use that promo code. Buy shit. You need to stay cool. No, now the new promo ah, code is hot cock and pussy. <laughs> Do you like your pussy hot? <laughs> Uh, so before we uh, kick off uh, horror news tonight with the demonic doctor and talk about it really later on in the show, I just wanted to say quickly that yesterday was the two-year anniversary of George A. Romero's death. Uh, I put it up on the Facebook page, um, Talking Terror. Check us out, Facebook.com/slash/TalkingTerror. Uh, I did watch Dawn of the Dead again yesterday just to commemorate George. So if you have time, how did you find the George how did, Romero movie? How did you feel about how did you feel about Sarah Polly's performance this time around? It was actually wonderful. <laughs> Big rain, strong. Ving Rhames and Burt uh, Reynolds, great. Uh, yeah, always good to see them in that movie in that mall in Milwaukee. Nowhere near Monroe. Uh, so, yeah. uh, absolutely, man. The vastly yeah. superior film. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> uh, the 2004 okay, but, movie. But as we're taking a moment to remember Romero, King, because uh, you met him twice, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so what was it like to actually meet Romero? How was he when you actually got to meet and talk with him? probably the friendliest guy that you could ever meet, you know, talking to a guy that didn't, you know, recreate what zombies are, you know, just a guy that wanted to sign autographs and hear about uh, the movies that you liked of his and other movies just to meet his fans. Very humble. You know, he liked to laugh and he liked to have a good time, but he also had a great knowledge of movies. And uh, the two times that I met him, I talked about his movies that weren't really as well known, like the crazies and season of the witch. And there's always vanilla. Um, even Knight Riders we talked about the second time I met him because I just watched Knight Riders with Ed Harris and Tom Savini and I was like, dude, you fucking made a dirt bike movie. Like, badass, <laughs> you know. You didn't make a zombie movie. I, and it's fun. I have yet to see that one. I, I have it downloaded. I have the torrent. I, like, am just waiting for the right time to see it, but I am so excited about that movie. <laughs> just the trailer that I it, saw. I <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, how I am. you know how I am about bad motorcycle movies. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. You're very 80s. Uh, Stephen King has a cameo in it. John Ampos from Martin is in it. So it's a lot of good stuff from Romero. One of his underrated movies, uh, aside from like Creek Show and the other movies that he's known for. But yeah, he's one of the best guys you could ask to meet. You know, he never had a problem talking at length with people. Um, you know, so it, one of those, I was lucky to meet him twice. You know, it's like meeting a hero twice is pretty fucking awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. he's just uh, a guy I'm always going to remember. But I don't want to make this about Romero. I don't make the whole episode of George Romero episode. But just wanted to bring that up at the start, get that out of the way, and then move mm-hmm. on to uh, what we have next with the doc. Oh, there's just uh, so many things to talk about. Before we get to that, since you were talking about George Romero, one of my one of my dear friends and one of our listeners, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the show before, but as a fantastic uh, George Romero story. Uh, she was at a horror convention, and uh, they, her, I'm, I'm looking for the story here uh, because I'm pretty sure that I have it saved from when she told it to me. But they were at a horror convention somewhere, and uh, they saw George Romero, and I can't remember the specific details, but it was something along the lines of them following George Romero 
through the hotel uh, towards where uh, his room was and saw his room service table uh, right outside the door. Up oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. And I quote, uh, I was in my hotel and going to my room at the Nashville Horror Movie and Horror Tattoo Con and saw George was staying at the same hotel. I followed him to see which room. Later, I stole his room service leftovers sitting outside his door. One thing was his half glass of water. I went back to our party room to brag and show my loot, and someone decided Romero to do Romero baptisms with the water, and so it was done. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Romero baptisms. She should have bottled that and just sold it to people. Romero drank from this water. Buy this. You too <laughs> could drink from the same cup as Romero. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful story. Now, now before before we get too into um, horror news, I just wanted to jump in super quick, um, just because I have one small thing to cover here, which is, all right, everyone talks about Christmas in July, Christmas in July, and everyone plans their shitty ass sales, but. Yes, I don't do. know about that. Everyone says it. Who does that? Yes. Lots of places. But okay. no loser says, does that. <laughs> but no one ever says Halloween in July. I do. That is until now because Target, as of the 15th, two days ago, has now started selling their Halloween stuff already. You can pre-order Halloween stuff, order online. You can... Um, order from not only this year's um, Hiding Geek Eat Collection, you can order from last year's. They've already got a bunch of cool stuff already on the website ready for you to get ready for Halloween. I think that's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. And also, the, the place where I supervise people uh, on a work crew, uh, one of the retail stores that I go to, they have their Halloween stuff out of it. Just Sweet. put it out. <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes my next paycheck. I'm going to just put the stuff on the side. I'm going to put this pumpkin aside yeah. and this ghost and these spooky chains. Like, you know, I was like just putting everything aside just for next week. <laughs> and so they could actually officially start selling it. But it's pretty cool to see Halloween stuff in July. It's never too early for me for Halloween. But I don't know who's yeah. talking about Christmas in July, except for the Hallmark Channel, maybe. They probably do. <laughs> do they? I think it's the only holiday they, they know about. They do that kind of crap all year long. <laughs> They do, which right. is weird. Like, I don't know why I'm watching Puppies for Christmas in August. <laughs> Starring John Stamos. <laughs> Always Stamos. Yeah, you know, that or Lori Laughlin, his lovely co-star from Full House. She's, like, going All to jail. Right. Is she? What? Do you guys is know she that? going to jail? Lori yeah, Laughlin is going to the, jail. The, the college what? scandal, right? Yes. Uh, she and jail. her husband, Sorry. Drew, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we talked about this, Ghoul. Uh, I mean, we totally talked about this. So uh, Lori Loughlin and her husband, I can't think of, maybe it's Giuseppe is the first name, husband Massimo, who is like the founder of the Massimo like, surfer clothing company. Mm. Um, oh, okay. They were involved in a nationwide big money, like pay scam entrance to big time colleges for people. Uh, including uh, like bribing and paying this facilitator to get their kids into like big time colleges, even though they weren't necessarily qualified. 
It turns out that this was a nationwide scandal involving tons of rich people. And, um, you know, I don't have the story in front of me. This goes back to, uh, you know, sometime maybe earlier this year. Well, I know it wasn't just a matter of getting them into the college. It was a matter of them fudging information, stating like they had scholarships or something. Or they they were qualifying for like sports teams and shit that they weren't playing for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 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 Felicity Huffman and husband William H. Macy were involved, but William H. Macy... Uh, I believe, uh, according to the legal documents, had no role, and it was just Felicity Huffman that was dealing with the legal problems, and others. It was it was like a a really big time story, and with everything else going on in this country right now, it was just one of those things where people were talking about like white privilege and 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 et cetera, et cetera. Right. But anyway, uh, Lori Loughlin, um white people, many problems. people know as and and Becky uh, from Full House. Uh, myself, I think of her as that like rosy-cheeked cherubic cutie from the movie Rad. Uh, oh, I thought movies. you were gonna go there <laughs> when they and, did their um, um, rode their bikes at prom. <laughs> yeah, they rode their bikes at the school dance to to send me an angel right now. Um, <laughs> and and also, yeah, so uh, that that is how that ties into to to her coming up. But yeah, she's in it deep. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. And you didn't bring up oh. the new kids, or James Spader. As well as Rad. Yeah, well, she's kids. got two kids in there, and both of those kids are pretty fucking hot too. So, you know, I'd like to get in deep with all three of them. You'd like to fill uh, that what, house. What what project are you talking about? Uh, King of Horror? Did you say with James Spader? Oh, James Spader, Royal Laughlin, back in the eighties, did a movie called The New Kids. Where Laura yeah, Laughlin you, you might, be, brother you might be the only person that knows that movie. I'm talking about a movie that everybody knows, like Rat. Everybody knows. Well, a lot of people know the new kids. That was James Spader as a blonde playing a villain. I think a lot of people know the, the new kids. He played a lot of villains yeah. in the eighties and in the early nineties. I've never too. heard. I've I've never heard of the movie The New Kids. The New Kids. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, James Spader died as a blonde for that movie. He was the ultimate fucking bad character. And Lori Laughlin moved in with her brother to a new town. I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It was on TV a lot back in the day. I don't recall it, but I certainly recall the slow motion, uh, the super slow motion uh, BMX bicycle dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Throwing it there down it for rad. There it is. Send me an angel right now. Uh, okay. So now the doc has broken out his checkerboard van. All right. Moving on with all these. <laughs> yeah. What, yep. what do we have on tap? Uh, so, uh, interesting news on the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood front, the Quentin Tarantino, yeah. Quentin, uh, Tarantino front. It seems Quentin that the Tarantino. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, uh, his his movie, his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, character played by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Rick Dalton. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has written five episodes of a fictional Western television series that his character Rick Dalton. Uh, would have starred in in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood universe. 
Not only has he written five episodes of this Western show, which is titled Bounty Law, he has ideas for three more episodes, and he said that he would even put this into production and create these episodes. He said he's had preliminary talks with Netflix, but he does want to shoot this on film, which maybe puts Netflix for some reason in a, in a maybe hole. Uh, but he also maybe is courting HBO and Showtime, amongst others, uh, to, to put together an actual uh, series uh, that would be starring Rick Dalton. He also does put the caveat that he has no uh, inclination or no ideas or no hopes that Leo Leonardo DiCaprio would be part of this, that he would you know, go in another direction for this show. Uh, but interesting, what is sprouting from the once a time, once upon a time in the Hollywood universe? That's cool. That is interesting. Uh, you know, Quentin going back to the westerns. He's shown that he can do them. I wouldn't mind especially Quentin going off. to, especially going to the maybe hole because I only get that if I get the diva really drunk. Am I allowed to go anywhere near the maybe hole? So maybe hole. Oh. My okay. condolences. <laughs> We're sad for you. <laughs> all right, so that's something. Uh, all right, so what else is next? Tomorrow, you will get the chance to see the first full-length trailer for It, Chapter 2. Ooh, oh, exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, are also, they are also predicting... And it's, and it's still early. We're actually it's not that early. We're getting very close to the September release date. Actually, two months. Um, yeah. Two months away. Actually, are uh, we? we actually are. Uh, when once we once, the, once my once my school teaching year ends and I get into my summer work, uh, like all sense of that kind of time just goes out the window as far as where we are in the year and what months are. Yeah, I thought you were going to so say your ability to <laughs> speak English. Uh, well, uh, look, I, I have some fine uh, white Bordeaux wine that I'm drinking at a rapid pace, so I apologize. Um, anyway, not at a medium uh, pace. Not at a medium pace. <laughs> but uh, the it chapter is two uh, is coming <laughs> is coming in September, <laughs> along with Rainbow Five. Uh, but the first uh, full-length trailer comes tomorrow, Jim. and they are predicting for it chapter two already uh, a possible one hundred and fifty million dollar opening weekend, uh, which is a huge amount of money for for a genre film. But you know, the first one was a huge success, and uh, you know, I'm curious to see uh, what they do to kind of ramp up the the campaigns, the ad campaigns to get people into the seats. Cause uh, I haven't seen anything, you know, out there in public other than the nerd websites. Yeah. That's uh, it. I haven't seen know. anything other than that. No TV <laughs> teasers, no nothing really. Just, uh, but, you know, what you read on the nerd websites. And super quick, speaking of like mad money in movies, uh, Gould, did you break your record or no? No, I have not gone for number seven yet. Um, we are less than seven million away from the big record. 
Um, but uh, I have not been able to get there. It's been too hot, and it's just been busy. Uh, I will get to see it, though, before week's end, I am sure. Um, and, again, I think by the end of this week, Avengers Endgame will be the uh, the highest-grossing film of all time. Okay. Yay. All right. <laughs> And, and the doctor Sorry. still has not seen it. So, well, no, look, let's let's uh, let's uh, you know slow your roll for a second. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now because you and I, at some point in uh, recent recent history, were talking about this comic book uh, Marvel series, and I haven't got to it yet. Uh, but I have the list of essential movies to watch. With there's like 22 movies in that whole series. And the yeah, list that you like gave that. me, yeah, the list at, uh, that you gave me goes as follows: Iron Man, Avengers, yeah. Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Ant Man, Captain America: Civil War, Thor: Ragnarok, Black Panther: Infinity War, and Endgame. Mm-hmm. That is a that's truncated a list. list for you, man. Yeah, that's, that's the a list. Good list. That's, that's the list. That you gave me, and you said if you want to see the Marvel Universe, watch these ones. Uh, and I make no promises, but I will, you know, try. But I'm certainly not going to see Endgame uh, before I see these other ones on this list that you gave me. So, like I said, you're never going to see Endgame, man. It's all good, dude. <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I know. Give him a yeah. I know I'm right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not it's not definite, but any it's possible. It's. Listen, it's definite, man. There's a better chance. There's a better chance of me filleting myself, I think. Than Haven't you done that point. already? I'm pretty. Almost. Didn't you do that once? I try. I try. <laughs> Got close. I've Got had. Close. I've had dreams. <laughs> yeah. He had aspirations. He had dreams. He was going to be a star. He was going to remove a rib like Meryl Manson did back in the day. Just to get that. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Doc, what's next after the it, uh, Chapter 2 trailer drop tomorrow? Uh, on the heels of that news, it seems that even though they never got around to bringing anything new to the table, uh, back when the original film came out, uh, Fred Decker and Sean Black have had many discussions on how to bring the Monster Squad to a modern age. But Shane Black, isn't it? Yeah, and I, that's Black. what I said. Shane Black. Didn't I say Shane Black? You said Sean. I said Sean. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I'm um, <laughs> in California, man. Um, Remember, it's Shana anyway. Banana, not Shauna Banana. Betty <laughs> <laughs> Banana. Um, Shane, so, yeah, Fred Decker and Shane Black have had many talks about how to bring the Monster Squad and its characters to the modern age, but they ultimately have decided uh, you know, and citing it and citing Stranger Things, that there's just too much stuff out there of kids uh, fighting monsters, and especially with the it uh, angle of having kids who fought monsters in the 80s having to fight them again 30 years into the future. Uh, just uh, too many similarities, uh, and and who knows if there would actually be like enough interest or groundswell to for that to be even a project. But they've decided to not go ahead and pursue any modern-day Monster Squad-type 
Um, well, the reality, too, would be is if they wanted to make a modern-day monster squad, and I'm talking like a true modern-day version of that film, they would need the rights to Jason, they would need the rights to Freddy, Michael Myers, you would have to have these kids going up against the very icons that we saw from the 70s, 80s, and maybe some of the stuff from the early 90s. You know, just like the original monster squad was them against all the original classic you know, horror icons. So being that we know right. Victor Miller ain't giving up the fucking Jason franchise anytime soon, they're certainly not making <laughs> that movie. Yeah, so you, uh, you know what? Would definitely like, have to go. What's that? I'm sorry. What I was, was that saying, so you guys think that's? I was saying. So you guys think that's the route you would definitely have to go? Is have to go? I I, new, I didn't new, say newer that. monsters. I yeah, but, I, well, I, I, think so. I did up. not say that. And that's a that's a fine analysis by by the ghoul. I I hear his points. Um, I, it's not even something that I've ever considered. I've never sat around and gone, <clears throat> oh, uh, who would the Monster Squad uh, face off with if they came back today? Whether it was a new Monster Squad or they were like the grown ups of the Monster Squad characters. But I'm also of the mind, and and I've talked about this when it comes to many properties that not. Every single thing needs to be modernized or updated or right. brought back. Like the Monster Squad is like this sweet little movie that's of its time and place. And I understand where like, you know, Shane Black has had a decent career. I really haven't read up too much on what Fred Decker is doing. But I, you know, so the the lure of having this property, if he's the rights owner, uh, to try to capitalize on it. Uh, I get that part of it as far from a business standpoint, but like it was a sweet little movie of its time and place. Like, I don't know oh, if yeah. there's more of a story that needs to be told, you know? Um, yes. There's a whole generation of younger people who are like, have no idea what the monster squad is. And, you know, maybe they don't ever learn about it. And that's cool. Also, man, because when you find someone that knows and loves the monster squad, it's like a cool thing. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that, is for everyone or needs to be brought back and passed down from generation to generation, you know? Yeah. I yeah I due to, due to the whole, uh, stranger things season three moment. Uh, you know, we, we recently reintroduced Sam to the never ending story and, uh, you know, she, she appropriately what started weird. weeping. What's up? I said, what a weird moment in the, in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, though, it fits, you know, within the year. You know, it's a, it's. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying that it that came was, out. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was, it was uh, you know, wrong or it shouldn't have been there. It was just like such a bizarre moment. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't disagree. Um, I think you <laughs> know, Dustin has his place though, and and they did what they did with it. Of course it. he does. Um, but, but regardless, so so she had watched it years ago when she was younger, um, has no recollection of it. Um, you know, Bonnie and her started watching it. They made it to just past uh, our taxes, wondrous demise, at which point, you know, Samantha was a big weepy bawling mess because that is just, you know, one of those rare moments in childhood where you're like, what the fuck did they kill a fucking horse for? Traumatizing. Um, quite Fucking totally traumatic, man. Horrifyingly traumatic. You know, that fucking kid screaming for him, yelling, and then they do the fade to black, uh-huh. and you're still hearing him yell. Fuck you, fucking directors, you assholes. 
Um, yeah, no. doesn't kid appropriately cry. No, no, no. It. That was not fuck you, the directors. That was like a bold choice to make a first yeah. hit film. You know, like that was like they delivered well, like this the emotional. They delivered true this emotional the wallop, man. But still, it 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 played out so, uh, you know, so emotionally on screen, like for real. <clears throat> yeah, never saw. No, it. I I don't. Don't disagree. You never saw it? Nope. You've never Who seen the Neverending has... Story? <clears throat> no. Dude, no, I know I, of it. I have tried to, I have tried to get him to watch so much of the shit that we grew up with, and he's like, "No, never heard of it, never watched it." I'm like, "Dude, borrow no. my copy." He's like, "No, I'm okay. I, I was yeah, busy watching Hollow. I was busy watching Halloween for the twentieth time." <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was a kid watching Night of the Living Dead. I wasn't watching uh, horses drown in mud. You know, being traumatized. Yeah, he's never he watched any been. of the Muppet movies or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's can... still no labyrinth, no never-ending story. I was like, that's fantasy, that's kid stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. Listen to this guy. Okay. I'm <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, let's just move on, man. I can't even believe what I'm hearing right now. Before we yeah, get to the like <laughs> I said, let's just let's just move on. Yeah, you're gonna get hate mail probably from me mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Fuck so, you, dude. For all of <laughs> for our whole collection of listeners out there spread out across the globe. Uh, Thank you, mom. Hate mail. If you want to send some hate mail to the king of horror, uh, please slide into our DMs on the Talking Terror Instagram page, and I'll certainly facilitate this taking place. We yeah. will certainly share it. We will share it to him. And if you put cock and yeah. put cock and uh, pussy in the headline, and we'll send you a picture. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of. You didn't have a childhood because you never saw a Neverending Story. Well, fuck Willow too while we're at it. I never saw that movie either. Yeah, I didn't like. Willow How could you all say that much, fuck though, Willow so. if you've never seen it? Hmm? Because the I internet. Say fuck Willow if you've never seen it. Because of the internet, they're always posting fucking That's... memes from fantasy movies from back in the day. Like, oh, remember Willow, Warwick Davis, Zell Kilmer? Remember when Artax died? No, I don't. Hey, no, Andy, don't guess, what, guess what? Guess what we're doing Saturday night? Why do you have to get so angry about it? Because <laughs> I see it all the time on Facebook. I'm like, I don't care. And I was like, another never-ending story post. Because thank you, Stranger Things season three. You had to get all the fanboys out again for never-ending story. Way, way to upset our goth girl fan I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. He's, he's he's mad and jealous. I think somebody didn't invite him to a never-ending story party once, and I think it hurt. Because there were so all many right. of those back in the day. It, it's Badly. Okay. It's good. It's it'll be fixed this Saturday night. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm just gonna walk outside and drink beer. Yes, for two hours. Yes, do uh, it. Eight hours. The king, I don't know. The, the king is happening to be be coming over for a slumber party Saturday night, so I'm gonna be breaking out fucking <laughs> labyrinth, Willow, the Dark Crystal, fucking crow. Willow. <laughs> I would say stay away from Willow. Uh, Dark Crystal, I would say stay away from too. <laughs> Definitely go Never Ending Story. Labyrinth is always fun, man. I mean, you know, that's that's got all kinds of fucking weird subtext going on in it, man. That's that's, that's a fun one. Does it have puppets mm-hmm. in it? At times. What is it with you? What is it with you in this thing about puppets, Andy? 
Because they're so lame. Just dumb. What is, what is he talking about? That says the guy who loves Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Because <laughs> they kill people, and they're a lot of fun, and they're adorable. I don't care for weird creatures <laughs> that Jim Henson created. I could care less about those. What? Where did you get touched? Where did it happen? <laughs> I'm not in part. If we get you, if we get you a doll that's anatomically correct, you can point can you to the spots. You're, point to spots. You're, you're in a safe, you're in a safe place. Believe us. Okay? No, no, no fucking muppet is gonna hurt you here. Yeah, just thank God. It's gonna be a muppet here. You're gonna just, bring out. You're gonna be like, show us on the dark crystal puppet where he touched you. I don't want to talk hashtag, about it. Hashtag King Two. <laughs> it's the King Two movement. You guys would be right, but never in the story. Hashtag King Me Too. <laughs> Got to create that hashtag. But anyway, moving on from that doc, uh, what else do we have on the docket for tonight? <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, uh, but I have never seen any uh, Happy Death Day movie. I have. I don't know. I, if, both I don't know I, if you guys have. I, I, the first I literally, I literally just watched the first one this past weekend. Yep, I have them both. <laughs> of course you do, King. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! The great movie. <laughs> but I've never seen a Muppet Apparently, movie because the Muppets are fucking gay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those Muppets. <laughs> so what, what were you saying? Apparently, there was some kind of um, swell for a Happy Death Day 3 based on Happy Death Day 2 or something, but apparently Happy Death Day 3 will not be happening unless uh, Netflix unless Netflix picks it up. That's, that's what I'm reading. Yeah, that was a weird thing because I think it was um, <clears throat> Tuesday night uh, an article came out that said Happy Death Day 3 is going to happen. Blumhouse is going to put it in production. <clears throat> no, no. Um, yeah, they said it was going to go into production, and Blumhouse is going to be behind it. And everybody was like, "Great, I loved Happy Death Day in the sequel. Can't wait for the third. And then it broke out today that Christopher Landon, director, said, "Nope, the second one didn't do too well. So unless Netflix wants to foot the bill, you're probably not going to see Happy Death Day part three." Which wow, is that's a point quick reversal. The second one set it up. Uh, Writer-director Christopher Landon, Christopher Landon, who wrote and direct, uh, he says, it ain't happening. He says, I keep reading all this stuff, so let me say it loud and clear. There is no Happy Death Day 3 in development. So all you motherfuckers just shut up. (laughs) So I guess there won't be a happy ending? No, there won't be. But it did set it up for a third one, which I think that's what he was going for. I think he wanted to do a trilogy. And the second one made its money. Like, it made a decent amount of money. It's not like it didn't make back its budget. No, it, it made it plus some. But I guess it just wasn't enough for Blumhouse to say, yeah, let's make another one. Which is unfortunate because they, it, they're fun movies. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, first one. the first one. I, I thought it was, yeah. uh, was a good time, man. It's definitely mm-hmm. recommendable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a fun party movie you know, to put on you know, for people to enjoy. Um, so it's important. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I always say never say never. You know, Netflix might pick it up and they might want to make a, a third one. But we'll find out. Uh, all right. So, Doc, what else could you also just Could also just be a play to generate fucking interest. Hype. Yeah. Uh, I'm so ah, well, 
No, you know what, though, man? Here's the thing. Yeah, it made back its budget and then some, but it was nowhere near as successful as the first movie was. The first movie was made on a $4 million budget and fucking made $125 million as opposed to a $9 million making $64. That's uh, that's a drop-off of half the audience in the first movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, so I said it did did make a a lot of money, but like you said, not like the first one. It's it's not even just that though. It's the fact is it literally made half of what the first movie made. So even though it was still a success, it still made money. Yeah. Like I said, you lost half your audience for some reason. I don't know why. Because I thought that it was a great sequel, and a lot of people agreed that it was a good follow up. You know, so it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, the people I've talked to said that they they really enjoyed the second one, and you know we're excited about possibly a third one coming out because they enjoyed the second one just as much as the first one. Yeah. Those those, those that saw it. (laughs) I'm not going to see the second one. You should. Definitely worth checking. I'm not going to see it until... uh, No, once you see NeverEnding Story, I'll go see the second movie. Okay, that's a deal. (laughs) If it gets you to see I Could Death Day to you, I will definitely have to check out NeverEnding Story. I will put myself through that just because I want you to see the sequel. <laughs> That's I, would, what I'm I would do something like that to the doctor with the Marvel movies, but I would just end up dead. So, before that fucking happened, because before you saw any of them, I'll be fucking dead. Yeah, I'll send you my old age picture, okay? <laughs> you know, just do the face app. This is me after you've not watched the Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! All right, so all right, so uh, what else is next, Doc? Uh, so we've talked many times about the DC streaming service and their the saga of the Swamp Thing. Uh, series of uh, which I have not seen any episodes of but unlike I and I'm assuming this is the same across all streaming services but to my knowledge when a streaming service puts a TV series onto their service they usually drop the whole season at a time but apparently as the Swamp Thing series is on their service they've been releasing each episode weekly uh, so anyone that is watching that has to wait each week but uh, the 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 official word is that the episode that is like coming to the the episode right. coming this week uh, <laughs> finally will be uh, the the introduction of Adrian Barbeau uh, back into the Swamp Thing universe. I, mean, I, I just wonder it, sometimes, like, do they honestly sit there in a room around a table? And then make decisions based on doing the opposite of what's successful everywhere else. Like, do they say, <laughs> hey, you know, I know, like, Netflix and Amazon, they put out the entire season all in one shot. This way, everybody can binge it. And, you know, they're breaking records, they're doing this and that. I have a great fucking idea. Why don't we make it a weekly episodic thing? This way, they're still paying us, but they're not going to get to see yeah. it unless they fucking tune in weekly. <laughs> Which they could do on regular yeah. TV. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think you're exactly right, Ghoul, is that this is just a simple cash grab is what it is. It's them just trying to weasel money out that they can of any possible subscribers that might possibly be interested in this DC streaming service. 
because I don't know anybody. Every- I know so many people that love fucking comics and love these things, and I don't know anybody that actually has this streaming service. Like anybody, I don't know who I do. like if they've watched any of it, they've watched it off of torrents. Like they found like you know, <laughs> you know, less than legal ways to find these movies and shows. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've gone. Yeah, I've gone to the comic book shop and like asked the owner, "Hey, do you have the streaming service?" Like, fuck no. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy because I remember I posted the article earlier about Adrian Barbeau's uh, episode uh, this Friday where she plays Barbeau. And I remember oh, when weird. I read the article, I was like, wait a second, it says this Friday the episode comes out. I was like, they're fucking doing it episodically, like they're not binging these things, they're not doing dropping the whole season at once. I was like, wow. But they <laughs> like, did that with uh, Titans as well. So that's horrible. Oh. That's just I don't know. Like, I hope that Disney one, is paying attention, and with Disney Plus, they don't try to pull this shit. But I mean, they'll do what they do, and you know what? I'll be honest. If they do do it in weekly episodic, I just won't watch it until they're all nope. available, yeah. and then I'll watch it. I mean, we're in a binge society. We want it all at once. We want it now. We want to be able to watch all the episodes when we want to watch it, and want to watch it uh, episodically, especially if it's on a streaming service like that. Like Stranger Things season three, all the episodes at once. You could just kind of watch it in one day. Yeah, <laughs> and you could do that. Servers crashing all over the world because they can't handle the the amount of information that's being on Netflix. <laughs> uh, no, man, uh, mine, my, mine crashed twice during the course of watching it that day. So I was uh, I was impressed. They, uh, I think they did a good job. Mm. All right, so. Uh, going from the Swamp Thing, uh, what do you have next, Doc? Swamp Thing is what's in my fucking pants right now. God, it's swamp ass. <laughs> Baking a loop of no, I'm not talking about my ass. My ass is nice and dry and clean. It's my thing that's swampy at the moment. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a monkey and a football? Okay. Oh, my ass. I knew you would be there for me, man. I knew you'd pick me up. Uh, so, uh, John Carpenter uh, was surprised by the success of the film Christine. Uh, he has stated just now, after 30, 30 uh, years later, <laughs> 30 years later, that. He needed a he needed a job after the thing. Uh, nobody would hire him, and the job for Christine came along, so he grabbed it. And he said that that was a film that they made that had uh, no business uh, doing as well as it did. Uh, he said the fact that they had to kind of cut out so much of the actual story, so many elements of King's novel had to be removed, uh, that he was not anticipating any level of success for that film, and is still taken by surprise by what a success it was. He is? Wow. That's a great fucking movie, Christine. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, King, and uh, this is not something, yeah, and this is not something that I say lightly, and I'm disagreeing with you, uh, even though I love that movie uh, completely. In fact, when yeah. home video 
was really becoming a thing in the late 80s where you could uh, acquire uh, VHS tapes of films when once the you know when the original batch of Hollywood movies on VHS tapes came out those things were like 89 99 100 bucks Oh yeah um, hell yeah they were Yeah when the prices started to come down into the range where like you can buy a movie for 29.99 or 19.99 uh you know every time it was around my birthday I'd be like here's my list of movies that I want and it always included uh Christine uh Red Dawn First Blood um Wolverines yeah, uh, so a lot of films, a lot of uh, Rocky, a lot of films from that from that time frame, and I truly, truly love Christine the movie. My my comment is based on the fact, and I agree here with what John Carpenter is saying, in that Christine is my without a question favorite Stephen King book, and when it comes to the Stephen King book, uh, the movie completely butchered it. Um, oh, it did. In yeah, fact, I agree with that. As I've stated, as I've stated on the show numerous times, uh, and will continue to do so, I am not a fan of the whole remake slash reboot uh, mode of making films these days. Uh, but especially with the amount of stuff going on with like every existing King property, uh, it's always been my belief that if they were to make a Christine movie that was faithful, uh, more faithful to the source material, that that would be a King property that would be worth revisiting in some type of on-screen presentation. I would agree, because the book is uh, a great book, and the movie definitely didn't do it justice, but I felt like it's its own thing. Like You could read the book and enjoy for what it is, and then you could also enjoy the movie, too. Because I felt like the movie is and really, I do. I really do. enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, the movie is really enjoyable. But as far as the book, yeah. You know, Carpenter didn't even touch upon a lot of the stuff that was in the book that I felt like he should have included. Um, you know, especially with Artie, you know, and the spirit of the car and how it changed him. You know, it just it, he didn't delve nearly as deep as King did in the book. And I felt that was what was missing. Okay. So what next, Doc? I I don't disagree at all oh. with this. You know what I mean? I, I'm completely with the with the doctor on it. Um, you know, it's one of those similar to him. It's one of those movies that I uh, I really enjoyed in its time, but it's also one that when I watch now, I see room for improvement and ways they could make that a much better film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, like the monkey had said, what else is up, Doc? The original house uh, that the movie The Conjuring. (laughs) Yes. Laura Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, has uh, announced that she she is going to be uh, creating the little little house on the prairie on the left. Uh, a violent, <laughs> dark imagining <laughs> of Fucking life and mutilating of <laughs> yeah. the Ingalls Wilder children. Yes, the Ingalls, the Ingalls Wilder children will have to contend. Otherwise with Otherwise known force. as the Republican National Party. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> Heyo. Get political. <laughs> so what? What house? Conjuring house. 
the Conjuring house, <laughs> the original house that the movie The Conjuring is based upon, uh, has been purchased by a couple, um, <clears throat> Corey and Jennifer Heinzman. Uh, they purchased this house. Uh, they claim uh, Heinzman. Uh, they they claim oh, Heinzman that this Heinzman. Heinzman. <laughs> they claim nine nine nine. Nine. They claim Heinzman. They claim the house is still haunted. And not only, do they claim, not only do they claim that the house is still haunted, but they are going to renovate the house and then open it to the public and to investigators to come experience it for themselves. Because nothing says oh. a fucking real haunting better than introducing evil spirits to fucking other people. Sure thing. It's haunted, all right. Hell yeah. It's fucking super spooky, y'all. Make a haunt out of it. Let people come every Halloween and, you know, let it be a monthly fucking thing. Spend the rest of the fucking year renting it out to other people who all come up with their own stories. And there you go. That's a great air. Write them down. Exactly. I would Write them down. It. Make a million bucks. See you later. <laughs> yep. Have the guy upstairs banging on the door going, ooh, fucking throughout the night. So people can be like, oh, shit, this place really is haunted. Get the fuck out of here, man. The conjuring was the truth. Yeah. Ooh. Get out. Get out. Oh, man. The conjuring no. was the truth. No, then everyone would be like, why did, we, why, why did we have to get a room next to the ghoul? <laughs> the ghoul go. <laughs> oh. Fucking ghouls complaining about his hymen again. I was like, whoa, might might be hymen. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I did read that article too, Doc. Yeah, apparently they're gonna renovate it and make it open to the public and they've heard yes. things. Like, all right. Fine. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to see your and, shitty little house. And, Sorry. And what state is this? Yeah, it's upstate. Uh, It's not Rhode Island. I think it's upstate there, though. New Hampshire. That area. But I saw pictures of the house. I'm like, yeah, it looks like a ramshackle little cabin. Compared to the movie, they made it look like it was a little mansion. (laughs) No, No, this house is like a one-story little fucking ramshackle house. Well, who owns all the shit at the Elizabeth Warren house now? Their children. That's the real question. Well, I mean, are they going to properly protect the world from all of that evil shit? Yes, yeah. I'm sure that they will. Yeah. And there'll be a movie. Yeah, they are. They're going to open a museum. Family business, man. <laughs> family business. You just you can't turn I your back so. on the family business. It's very similar. Especially when it's a fucking nun with like sharp teeth coming out of Pope paintings and shit like that, man. That's no, they were they will they were raised under the specter of all of those materials, and they will they will care for them accordingly, similar to when you worked for Jersey Central Heating and Cooling, and you were raised into <laughs> it and had to lord over the business. Um, panties. <laughs> no more panties in the pool. <laughs> 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 you go to their house and you your panties. <laughs> 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 
Panties in the pool. Panties in the pool. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> and you oh, have it. <laughs> and then uh, you have exploding so, uh, uh, dog bowls full of food. Uh, the final item uh, that I have to talk Ooh. about is that, that? Uh, I'm going to tell you if you stop interrupting me. Please tell me. Uh, so Ooh, every year, <laughs> every year they have You're the Halloween. The <laughs> I've heard it's Ticulitis. Yes, whatever that is. Okay, then. Uh, every year, uh, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights uh, is a smashing success uh, at Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Rousing. Orlando Re- Re- Resort. Uh, last year's Halloween Horror Nights featured like a complete re- recreation of the the sets in town of Halloween 4 that you could walk through. Um, it was like an interactive event. Uh, this year, uh, 1984's Ghostbusters uh, is going to be a fully immersive maze uh, at this year's Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, they are going to um, have you follow in the footsteps of Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston as they venture through artfully recreated scenes from the film, including the Firehouse, New York Public Library, and the Temple of Gozer, as an army of ghoulish spirits, hideous specters, and ectoplasm-dripping phantasms attack from every corner. As they delve deeper into Can the I maze, a... guests will come... Can you get a what? I was going to get a blowjob from a ghost. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure you will be uh, looking forward to that. Uh, as they delve deep into the maze, uh, they will come face to face with an array of paranormal creatures, from the uh, from Slimer to the all-powerful Gozer, the Gozerian, and its ultimate destructor form, uh, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, etc., etc. So uh, this will be coming up, uh, kicking off in uh, September 6th in Orlando and September 13th in Hollywood. Additional details will be released soon. Are they going to have hot chicks walking around asking if I'm the key master? I don't know. Addition, dude, I told you, you what I know. So. I just said additional details will be released <laughs> soon. So, <laughs> if you would like to stay tuned for additional details, perhaps your questions will be answered. We you think if you get a blowjob from a ghost in that position, right? The same position that Ray was in in the movie. And the ghost yeah. goes to swallow your load. Do you think it just ends up all over your dick and belly again? Yes, it does. Yeah, because they don't have any internal digestion. Oh, are you sure so, yeah. about that? You're po- you, you talk like you're positive about that. I have to imagine because they're just spectral beings, so it's not like they're any physical beings where it's not like they can just carry okay, it with them. But the- well, why not? Because they can move books and shit like that. Why can't they move your load? I don't know. I was able to blow you. You know what I mean? It was obviously <laughs> able to get some kind of physical interaction in order to give you a head. Because you know, the like, idea of getting a head ghost? incorporates somebody like, putting you... your penis in their mouth and going up and yeah. down on it like with forcible motion. And, and since they're kind of see-through, that means that you'd be able to see them swallowing the load. Would that actually make it a little bit hotter? Well, or does it make not. it gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel so gay right now, like watching my world go through this ghost. If you're getting blown by a ghost, do you have to say no homo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to tap that button real quick. 
I mean, what if you fuck one of them? Do you have ghost children? Because you don't know if she's on the pill. You don't know if she's, you know, ready for it. So you got to raise ghost children for us for 18 years? Hmm. Put them through college? What would, a go- I mean, what would a ghost human hybrid baby be like? That's interesting. Hmm. Be crossing both realms. <laughs> the ghost world and the human world. There's a whole lot of questions. I like, guess what it'd be I like Michael J. Fox and fucking whatever that movie was called, The Frighteners. The Frighteners, <laughs> yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be like that. I mean, what if like the end of the Barbara Hershey and Ron Silver movie that came out back in the day, what if a male ghost had sex with a woman and she gave birth to their child? What the fuck would that be like? <laughs> you know? Wouldn't that be like that Australian chick who has affairs with so many ghosts? Oh, yeah, where she had, like, affairs with 500 ghosts and married one. <laughs> one of them was kids. <laughs> yeah. She's out there somewhere. Yeah, she's like a ghost whore. We should get her on the show. Like, what's that like? <laughs> you know, Great. She's jealous. I definitely think you we get should that get her on the though? show. <laughs> yeah. See if I can work on that. She, um, she can broadcast right from here with with, with us. We'll, we'll treat her kindly. <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll treat her with respect, and we'll talk to her and find out what's going on with ghost yeah. sex. See if it's now, just as if good as I, she <laughs> Now, if I I'm was sure a ghost she... and you were going to go down on me, how about you show me what you would do to the ghost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show me on the ghost what you would do. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like weird. it's kind of like being Hasidic. I guess as long as you have the sheet, you're good to go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <clears throat> So, okay, so there's that. Uh, as we get into the movie, because I wanted to talk real quick, did any of you guys get to see the full trailer for Three from Hell? No. Yes. No. No. Okay, so only me and I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, won't talk about it. I guess we'll have to talk about it next week. Uh, Doc, Monkey, get on it, because I want you guys to watch it. I have a lot of thoughts on it, so... I'm not going to talk about it just yet until you guys see it. Yeah, what kind of fucking horror fans are you guys, man? I know. I put it on the Talking Terror Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Talking Terror. It's up there. Holy moly, you did. (laughs) I posted it out there. I was was having to clean the house for company I have coming over this Saturday, (laughs) asshole. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Just make your fucking tiny salad and get your shine box. Oh, you didn't tell me to get my fucking shine box, did you, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go home and get your shine box. All right. Uh, so we will we'll reconvene next week and talk about Three from Hell trailer because I have a lot of thoughts about that. I know the ghouls saw it. But, uh, Doc, you're up. We have a movie to talk about tonight, Student Bodies from 1981. So the floor is yours. So let's get into the feature. We do. Uh, 1981 uh, brings us Student Bodies. Uh, directed by Mickey Rose and written by Mickey Rose, a little uncredited direction from Michael Ritchie. Uh, Alan Smith starring. I'm sorry. As Alan Smithy, because he didn't want his name. The guy on the that was with with Madonna. Yeah, same one. No, that's Guy Ritchie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Uh, student bodies is a a spoof of the. Uh, slasher horror craze that was kicking off around this time. Uh, it's about a serial killer who's stalking the female students while watching them. He calls himself, and he's known as the breather because he's always breathing heavily. 
uh, and he likes to kill people uh, that are having sex, and he uses many different uh, objects uh, to to con- complete his murders, uh, including horse head bookends. Uh, <laughs> and he kills his male victims by placing them in the garbage. Uh, many many twists and turns along the way, uh, and here we have again from 1981. <laughs> student, student bodies. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about the student bodies? <laughs> oh, oh man, this this was a fucking. It was a movie. <laughs> this, 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 this was a movie. It's a movie, you know. It, it had stuff that went on in it. Nah, listen. You know what? Again, I, I guess one of you guys had said this was like scary movie before scary movie. Obviously, it's 1981. Um, yeah, it's 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 a spoofy horror film. It had some moments that that really cracked me up. Um, I can't think of any of them at the moment, but uh, but they they did make me go. They made me guffaw. Um, and aside from that, though, uh, yeah, there were other times that it had the same problems that a lot of movies from that era did, which is like it felt like it was just long and tedious and boring. And unfortunately, it's a short movie, so it should have never felt that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can see your point on that. Uh, yeah, Monkey, and, what'd you think about it? Yeah, and since we're looking at you know literally 1981, so we're looking at stuff like. Um, you know, around the time of airplane and that kind of drums, stuff. Dude. Are you smoking weed and playing I, bongo all the same time? <laughs> what is that? Uh, uh, I, again, I apologize. I was I was adjusting uh, something on my microphone uh, here, and I apologize. Uh, uh, fucking California uh, people, dude. You and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> playing bongos naked on your fucking front porch. I think that Jeez. happened in Texas, Ben. I think that was in Texas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but. Yeah, the, um, yeah, the the movie is definitely dated. So is the the humor in this movie. I I did have some good times watching this, but at the same time, going into this with knowing that I was gonna watch a rated R movie, I was extremely let down by the fact that we're having something that's making fun of the slasher genre, and yet we weren't getting any TNA, and nor any gore. And I was upset Monkey. that if you're going to sit there and... Yeah? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just if we were going to have a movie where we covered that, <laughs> then yeah, I think that definitely should have been included in the movie. King, what did you think of Student Bodies? I'm a huge fan of Student Bodies. Uh, ever since I was uh, younger... And it was on TV a lot, especially because of what you just well, said, Monkey. you like the breather. <laughs> I do love the breather. But it was <laughs> on TV a breather. lot. Because this movie hot. could air on television <laughs> because it didn't have a lot of gore. It didn't have any nudity. And the only scene that uh, the guy says, fuck you two, they just blanked it out. So it aired a lot on television. I remember watching it a lot on USA. It was on a lot of the cable networks back in the day. So I used to have a lot of fun with this because I was a huge fan of slasher movies. Uh, when I was younger, so to have a parody of it, and to do it so well, where it was just kind of like the airplane of slasher movies, where they're playing in all the tropes, they're giving you a body count, they're telling you that you're making a big mistake by waiting behind for your boyfriend, 
the windows open, the doors unlocked, you know, telling you these things. I thought it was just a smart, funny way of making this movie, you know, where they're just they're poking fun at it, but at the same time, you're having a good time watching it. It's not like, all right, yeah. this, you're poking a little bit too much. Yeah, and I got to say, for the humor that they were trying to put into the movie, I really enjoyed the, fl- the, st- the stuff that flashed on the screen made me laugh more than the, any of the acting or the jokes. Whenever they would just mm-hmm. do the flashing, pointing at something obvious, you know, the shit that you always see in a horror movie, I found that more funny than the actual jokes that were acted on screen. Yeah. And sometimes it did. It, it was better than the acting that was on the screen. Um, you know, with the opening kill, like a lot of these movies have, with Julie and her boyfriend Charlie, where she's babysitting, and she keeps getting the phone calls from the freezer. <laughs> and I love how her friend Toby says, oh, are you ready for school tomorrow? Remember, the North beat the South. And she's like, whoa, that's so heavy. Like, didn't understand that the Civil War reference. I mean, I, just, I was having fun, you know, watching, you know, just that interaction. But the fact that you have all these things pointing towards the door, like we had talked about, and pointing towards the window, it's all unlocked. And her boyfriend, Charlie, comes over to have sex, and she goes, you got to shower first. And he's like, oh, I'm clean, except for herpes. You can't wash that away. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, and, and, and while he's in the shower, we immediately start getting bombarded by fucking product placement like a motherfucker in this movie. Oh, yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Dr. Pepper. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. Um, but when you get the breather, when he's walking up the stairs with his boots, and he's, he touches the gum, and he's like, oh, the gum. Man, there's a lot of stairs. I hope I don't die before they do. <laughs> you know, it's, you can't help but laugh at this whole thing. And then when finally Charlie gets in the bed after his girlfriend's been dispatched by the paperclip of all fucking weapons to use. <laughs> but how about when they showed Julie. all the different weapons and it was the paper? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the rat poison, the gun, all these different weapons. The, but I love when Charlie the, gets back into the, the bed and he goes, Julie, you're not responding to my mailness. Like, that was the line I used so much back in the day. <laughs> it was so great. And, Whoa, what how did the, the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, the line the king he said often. Yeah. How, how well, did that line work? Well, his mom hated it. <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't like student bodies. My mom didn't like student bodies. She hated when I watched it because she's like, this movie's dumb. Like, what is so she's good like, about this movie? She's like, like King, I'm tired of hearing about your maleness. <laughs> yep. I'll just walk around and be like, oh, you're not responding to my maleness, everybody. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> um, but I, I love the fact that the ghoul and I were texting this morning. Uh, just back and forth, and we were talking about the, the parents that come home to discover the bodies, and the woman's like, 75 cents an hour I'm paying this girl. She leaves the TV on? Every fucking dish in the sink hasn't been washed. She didn't do the dishes! Cents. She didn't do the dishes! <laughs> <laughs> and the whole fucking sink is loaded up with shit. <laughs> and it's like a week's worth in the sink. And she's paying her 75 cents an hour. And she left the TV on. And what is this? Look at the stairs. She ruined my stairs. And the only thing the father cares about is the chicken laying on the floor. Chicken. Hmm. Broken. Broken. And then he puts a rubber band around. <laughs> I, honestly, I think the broken chicken, that line might have been like the first 
like actual laugh that like came out of me in the movie because it just it just seems so absurd, you know. But just the way he delivered it and just the idea that like this guy's concern was the fact that this piece of fucking chicken on the floor was broken. <laughs> And he's completely like trying to talk his wife down the entire time about what she's screaming about until they get up in the bedroom and the wife's looking through the trash bag where the boyfriend's body's been put and she's like, hmm, weird. Hmm." Yeah, she's all like nonchalant (laughs) about it. (laughs) Until the husband finds Julie's body with all the paper clips in her face. (laughs) Starts screaming and pointing at that body. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's just pissed that all the paper clips have been used. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, plus he was hoping that she and, didn't get murdered in their bed. <laughs> yeah. I hope she didn't get murdered in their bed. <laughs> but, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, no, ahead, but I was just going to – yeah, I was going to say, but from this opening scene, we exa- we know exactly the tone we're going to get for the rest of the movie um, because we totally forgot to mention the whole scene of them showing the house, the opening scene of the house, and it's saying Halloween night. Then it says Friday is their teeth, and then I actually laughed out when it said Jimmy Lee Curtis's birthday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everything is but, happening. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just letting you know that you're, you know, whatever you thought you were gonna go into, don't worry, you're gonna watch just a silly fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Like you're just you're watching a parody movie. You know, and just have fun. It's not taking it so seriously. Uh, I love at the funeral the next day for uh, Charlie and for Julie, the principal's talking about it. He's like, you know what? I just, I hate, you know, having to look at the bodies of two of my students who have passed away. And man, must not be a picnic for the parents either. (laughs) And the fact that they have to get everything done in one day. For some reason, there's no room in the budget, so they have to get everything done in one day. They have to get the football well, the whole game movie there. takes they have to get place. The it takes place in one day, the entire film. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but he makes a point to say that we have to get everything done in one day. We have to get the prom out of the way. We have to get the parade out of the way. The panty raid out of the way. That's <laughs> right. The panty raid. <laughs> yeah, everything has to be Man, done. Everything that one can't day. happen anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, it's it's, it's too much. But this is the 80s, 81, so the it's official, perfect for that. The official high school, the official school-sanctioned panty race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then oh, you have the man, scene we, of... Uh, God, I remember there was a Ginger Ginger Lynn movie called Panty Raid that was just fucking amazing back in the 80s. Ginger <laughs> <laughs> oh, She was so hot back then, man. <laughs> And we met her. Really fun. What? <laughs> yes, yes, actually we did. At yep, uh, R A C. That's right, man. Yep. I was supposed we to did. I we was supposed her. to lay with her, man. I never banged her. Yeah, she wanted to go underneath the table and bang her. What? Yep, and I was like, You guys yeah. have fun. <laughs> yep. I'm out of this. <laughs> I'm gonna go look at that Frankenstein thing over there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but then uh, well, we still have the funeral going on, and then we have teenagers acting like teenagers because then we have the couple that tries to run off from the funeral to go make out in the car. <laughs> come on, yeah. come on! Funerals, Joe and both funerals get me hot. Couple funerals get me hot. Yeah, funerals make me hot. Yeah, and then they go run off, and it's literally five feet away from where the funeral's happening. Before he parked the car. 
And you have the principal you know. and you have the assistant looking at them as they go into the car. And she's like, yeah, you don't have protection. He goes, I'll go get some. And he comes running back with this gigantic paper bag filled of foam and condoms. I'm going to so get foam and them. rubbers. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's literally got rubbers flying out of the top of the paper bag. And he's running <laughs> yeah. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> but and I love how while he, yeah, Bertha's laying in the car. Yeah, Bertha's yeah, laying in the car <laughs> waiting for it. And the breather comes along and, with the horse head bookend. <laughs> She's like, is that you, Joe? Is that you? <laughs> horse head bookend. Horse head bookend. <laughs> and she just crosses her eyes as he just jams that fucking thing in her. And you have the body count. Okay, we're at three. <laughs> you know, body count to three. <laughs> now, <laughs> you, know. you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. Funerals don't get me hot, but I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, if you ever tried to get laid at a funeral? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, you had. Uh, I guess it's just, I guess it's just <laughs> me then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad. Some, somebody's been watching Wedding Crashers again. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not even that, man. It's fucking. Uh, I was at this one fucking funeral, and uh, you know, we were basically all fucking heavily, heavily inebriated, drinking from a bottle of fucking tequila. That was uh, a very special oh. bottle, and uh, and this this particular person had a a, a recent significant other. That you know, I guess she felt like she was more important than she really was to everybody in the family. So it was me. Oh. It wasn't just me trying to like bang this 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 young hot little fucking number, but you know, <laughs> I have a feeling I have a feeling I know who it was that ended up scoring with said person. But uh, I don't want to say that just in the the rare event that somebody else could be listening. Do I know this funeral? This is. Uh, nah, nobody within our age range. I can, I can leave it at that. Okay. So, going back into the movie, yeah. we get introduced to Mr. Duncan, who I think is my favorite character in this movie. I fucking love Mr. Duncan because he's just so obsessed with horse and bookends. And like, <laughs> you don't even need your, you don't need your family. You don't need your friends. You don't need your girlfriends. You don't need your boyfriends. As long as you have horse head bookends, you have everything. Horse head bookends. That's where it is. And we're going to make those. And then you have the African-American exchange student coming along, Macamba. He's like, what are you doing showing up here on the last day of school? Well, that's how long it took my bus to get here. He said, hey, can you take a tambourine off the top of your head? What do you think about horse head bookends? I don't know. We're going to make them. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Like, you know, I just had a laugh at him coming in on the last day of school on the bus with all the license plates in the back. <laughs> you know, to show that he took a bus from Africa to this place in America at Lamab High School. Um, Exchange student, man. <laughs> and I, I forgot to mention the other characters that were introduced as well which is Charles Ray, who's blind and has his dog drive his car. 
which I, I couldn't stop laughing at that when he pulled up. <laughs> he had his dog driving, and then you have Leo, who's in a wheelchair, get out, and they're fighting for the same handicap parking place. He goes, hey, man, I can't ever be with a woman. He goes, I can't even see a woman. <laughs> then you have Patty yeah. drive up, and she pulls into the spot, and she's like, well, beauty could be a handicap, too. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and for her, that I guess was supposed to be the hot chick in the movie. Man, I just really wanted to take the bitch out and like feed her a steak and some potatoes. She was just so fucking skinny, man. <laughs> I think the joke thought, was that she was not attractive. You know, her yeah, face that was wasn't pretty. Yeah. She wasn't pretty at all. You know what I mean? And like, here's your your prom queen chick. Who just <laughs> wants to be the prom queen? And win that prize, you know, and, and get to where she needs to get to. Um, you also have the, the janitor, Melbert, who is another suspect who is in the movie called The Stick. That's what he's credited as. He <laughs> was he only was like, in two films. Yeah. A very yeah. weird individual. You know, I read a little bit into, like, his backstory. There's really not all that much known about him, but he's from, like, upstate New York. He really mm. looked like that, obviously. You know, he was, like, born, yeah. I guess, with, like, yeah. extended limbs and all this stuff. But he did not get yeah. involved with films until, like, late in his life, and he died in, like, 89. So, wow. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of Matthew McGrory from House of the Corpses and Devil's Rejects. You know, with his mm-hmm. appearance, with the long limbs, mm. you know, and it, I just loved when his character was on screen because he was always like, well, you know, Mrs. Melbourne and sex kills, sex kills, like, you know. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be red. red. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, oh, they moved the bathroom out of here a long time ago. Melbourne still thinks it's Peter. that you never go full retard, you know. So, yeah, never, no, never, 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 never. <laughs> never go <laughs> <No>. full retard. <laughs> Um, I love when the the breather goes into the girls' locker room. <laughs> he's looking at all the girls, and he's like, oh, is nuts. "Boobies, sweat, boobs." <laughs> I'm taking it out of my pants. Mommy told me never to do this. I'm doing what mommy told me not to do. <laughs> yep. And then he passes out after drinking off. And then it goes one minute later. One, one minute later. <laughs> And did you guys notice the pin that Toby had on her shirt that said no? And then when she took it off, the shirt said, I said no. And then when she gets down to her bra, it says, I said no. <laughs> and it's bigger and bigger with an ex- the exclamation point gets bigger. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it starts with no. I said no. I mean it. I said no when she gets down to her bra <laughs> in the locker room, which leads to the chase between her and the breather. Like, Why do they have to pick a runner? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. It was like things like that just made me laugh. Like I just, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. Because yeah, it's true. These women in horror movies, they always run, and you always think they're going to be faster than the killer, and the killer's always going to catch up to them somehow. But she ends up running into Malvert. Mrs. Malvert. Hey, Malvert needs you for something, and reaches down to the front of his pants and pulls out the crossword puzzle. What's a four-letter word for a selfie? <laughs> Creep. Thank you, Melbert. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I, he was definitely yeah. a very enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then yeah, we, and then... We cut to the parade. 
where the ah the parade. We have, get, we have to get everything done in one day, so we have the parade. <laughs> you know, oh, that's right. Everybody's there. Everybody's watching. You have wheels, and you have Charles Ray sitting out there, and he's like, "Yeah, everybody's naked." Oh man, the tits are out. Charles Lee Ray. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Charles Ray is what they call them. Ray Charles. Nope, Charles Ray. <laughs> you know. He's like, yeah, she's got her tits mm. out and they're great. He's like, oh man, this is the greatest parade ever. Oh yeah, man, it's so great. <laughs> and then you have, because we. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead, King. No, I was just gonna I was say just because have... once again, teenagers are teenagers, <laughs> and they're always horny. So as we get introduced to more of the cast, things yes. happen. <laughs> yeah, which is a weird name for a character, Dagmar, which is the girl on the uh, the bull. Like I was like Dagmar. All right, that's a name. <laughs> you know, and you have Ralph, who's like, oh man, I think you know, uh, how would that bull is getting me hot? <laughs> you know, come on, bull. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna lay you down. And she's like, and the breather walks in, like, the breather is here. <laughs> you like eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> a little a little racial humor there, which was uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm, a little bit, you know, and the fact that he uses the eggplant on her. And I thought it was kind of cool that when the breather kills women, he kills them in these weird ways. But every guy gets killed by a trash bag. And for some reason, it's a trash bag. He's got to bag it. Yeah, he's got to bag them up. You know, but they all get attacked by a trash bag. It's because men are tacky. That's Bag why. it. You know, sell it to the butcher at the store. <laughs> yeah. But this, Which one, yeah. but, and, and this is to show how far ahead this movie was because they break out the eggplant, and what do we know now? No eggplants as for emojis. See, so they were way mm-hmm. ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, they were way ahead. Yeah. Um, well, Monkey, back in the day, eggplant meant black person. They called yes, them eggplants. Yeah. What? I never heard that before. Yeah, really? Right. You ever yeah. see? Really? You never You've heard, never that, heard before? that before? Really? Never ever. <laughs> what? That's why I said the. That's why I said the racial humor. You know, they used to call them eggplants because they were dark. You know. It gets oh, used I in the movie True Romance. That. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah when uh, maybe that's a, what's his face? That's is, uh, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking maybe about uh, yeah. and Northern slang because we never heard it in the South. Uh, uh, no, I, I yeah, heard well, that. that's because that's <laughs> yeah. because you guys down in the South get to use the N word, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had to be creative. Up in the we had to be creative. <clears throat> Yeah, unfortunately, okay. we had to get creative. <laughs> so you guys could freely use that word whenever you wanted. No, we had to come up with it. <laughs> but, uh, I like the fact that at the parade, you have Toby going into the float to find that Dagmar and Ralph have been killed by the killer, and they assume that Toby is the one that killed them. You know, uh, Of course. Uh, Dumpkin is the one that says, well, uh, what were you doing with this eggplant, huh? Huh? I didn't kill anybody. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best, too, is that they're constantly showing all of the grown-ups and adults and the teachers and everybody are always either wearing the galoshes or wearing the gloves. Yep. So they're trying yeah, to show exactly. every single person as a possible suspect. And Toby is the one that they're all <laughs> blaming, of course, who you know is most likely not the killer. 
<laughs> but um, at the same time, they also do a lo- that, still that lovely, lovely job of anytime someone's wearing galoshes or puts on gloves, you have that little thing put up going possible suspect. Ding, ding, yep. ding. <laughs> <Yep>. Possible. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I like when Toby goes to see Dr. Sigmund. And he's obviously somebody that's got some kind of, you know, mental disorder because he keeps rearranging his office, and he doesn't have any <laughs> tissues, so he's like, uh, I'm out of Kleenex, but here's the box. <laughs> you know, she just taps it to her eye. And he's like, oh, you know what? You can call me Tisher. You know what? No. Call me Daddy. Just, daddy? Like, yeah, just call me Daddy. <laughs> and he's like, tell me about your dad. Yuck. Yeah, tell me about your dad, Yuck. You know, how was your relationship with Yuck? <laughs> well, he used to get mad at me And he would lock me in a room with him in it And then my mom always said that Sex is dirty, except for dad But everybody else is great <laughs> Don't call me dad uh, Yeah <laughs> Yeah, and the, the whole time that they're doing The rearranging, I thought that was a very Airplane-like scene right there Of just straight up just weird You know, weird silliness going on For no reason whatsoever Oh, it was great. Oh, yeah. He's doing every little thing in his in the room, and then he turns around, <laughs> and he's like, he goes, somebody must have been in my room. All my stuff's all over the place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and every time somebody picks up a phone, you hear the breather. <laughs> like on the other end. He's always on the phone whenever they yeah, pick up the receiver, which I thought was just great. Um, the the <laughs> fact that, you know, he's like, well, you know, he gives her the card so he can wipe her tears on. He gives her the pipe to wipe her tears on. Like anything he has in his office to, to wipe her tears with. And then the principal gets on the intercom and she's going back to class and he's like, well, you know, we don't know who killed these people. Pretty sure it's Toby, just to let you guys know. All right, I'm out. <laughs> the class is like, oh, shit, she's the killer. Let's leave the classroom. <laughs> Leaving her alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and they encourage the principal to do it because he loves to hear the sound of his own voice over the intercom. <laughs> yeah, principal. <Peter. laughs> you know. The one thing I will give to the doc, though, I mean, not the doc, uh, the ghoul, is that the one scene that I felt dragged was the football game. Like, I felt like it went on a little too long for my taste in the movie. Like, I felt like it took up a good chunk. Where I'm like, all right, we get it. It's, we're having fun. It's the football game. I love the antics on the field where it's like a bunch of children. <laughs> taking on yeah. a gigantic football team. Uh, and at one point, one football player picks up the other member and carries him across the field with the ball. So he can get the touchdown. The, they put the exchange student in the garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, try to get yeah. out of his bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they were proving whether or not you could kill someone with a trash bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting in the trash bag. But all of a sudden, he yep, goes in the background. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I liked the one part with the uh, the full player where he sees all of his other members been taken down, and he goes, "Oh, oh shit! Hey, what's up, lad? What's up, good? Hey, man! Hey, man! Good? What's up, lad?" <laughs> just makes a run for it, and they're like, "Oh shit! He's gonna score a touchdown! Finally! You know, we're gonna get on the board." But at the same time, I felt like the the uh, the people in the stands, like the concession guys, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go over those guys." You know, squirt in the muscle yeah. on people's faces and handing them hot dogs. I'm like, all right, it's it's funny, but I think they took it a little too long at that point. Where I'm like, all right, forget it, gag. Why do you keep going back to it? Yeah, you know, and then it gets to the point where they're just fighting with each other and spraying everyone. It's like, okay, yeah, just let it, let let it go. <laughs> yeah, 
Because then you have the couple that want to have sex, and they go underneath the bleachers okay. and they're getting all the trash thrown on them. And he goes, well, garbage makes me hot. <laughs> uh, okay, that, that scene I fucking loved just because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've all tried to make out under the bleachers during a game. You know, because oh, yeah. you always see it in movies, and it was that thing of you see it in the movies, and it's always, you know, nothing ever comes down. It's that nice little hidey hole to go to during a game. But they, you know, but they never, ever cover that in other movies. And I love that they just covered this so well where literally just all of this shit that comes down during a football game when you're under the bleachers. Whether you're down there trying to score, whether you're down there try, trying to just have some pot, you know, or just smoke mm-hmm. a cigarette, have a beer or whatever. How yeah. Does, how does you know, one it, have it, pot? What? How does one have pot? You just said, like, go down there to, to try to have pot. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you're having some pot down there, you know, smoking some weed. But, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. You, you, you have smoke pot. it. I mean, I have pot like an old. That—that's what I question somebody. I might look at them and be like, oh, <laughs> "You have some? You have some, you have some pot?" <laughs> you know? Hello, okay, well, let's have some that pot. Shit. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but but I love that they covered the, the fact that it's just so fucking nasty under there. And the guy's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll be back in a minute, baby." And she's literally just yeah. laying there under this rain of. <laughs> popcorn, soda, and all that kind of shit that's coming down on top of her. Oh, yeah. To get killed so, by a black woman. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so great because when he comes back and he gets killed, then they resume the game, and both of their bodies are on the, the end zone. And the referee comes up so, and says, five-yard penalty, dead bodies in the field, 15-yard penalty. Like, that's not going to stop the game, but no, we got a 15-yard penalty. No, that's like it. some de- – but that's like some David Copperfield shit that they did right there. <laughs> oh, having the bodies of yes. on the field? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and having Toby going to investigate and get knocked out underneath the bleachers. And I love the sheriff. Of course. Just wearing a Coors Light t-shirt and a cowboy hat and a flannel shirt over <laughs> it. <laughs> that's your sheriff. All right. Anybody who's not committed the crime, you're free to go. All right. Anybody that hasn't done anything today, you're free to go. Anybody who has had parents of the same sex, you're free to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's an obvious question. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's the one thing we glossed over, too, is that Malbert had the blow-up doll as a date for the football game. And when he lets go of it, it flies away. And he goes, slut, slut, women always leave. (laughs) <laughs> don't worry, she'll come. Don't worry, she'll come back later. <laughs> oh no, he's got to do one. They obviously, yeah, they obviously made up or something because I, I, you know, because she shows back up later. I thought maybe he bought her some flowers or something like that to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He's having a good time at the prom. <laughs> you know, with oh yeah, <laughs> they made up, they kissed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so then after this, is this uh, shit? So, after this, is this, is this when we start to cut to the woodshop part? No, they go to the, uh, the hospital where they're having the autopsy of the, you know, the bodies. Because they're talking about oh. their bodies and, and uh, Toby hides underneath the, the sheet with the, uh, the boy's body. And it starts farting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who had the beans? <laughs> you know. Well, dead men tell no tales, but they do fart. <laughs> Farting. 
It. No, but then they sit there and play it off because it farts so bad that it blows the bed out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Whatever, man. I might be childish, but, you know. You? Get out of here. Yeah, I'm (laughs) of the belief that fucking farts are just always funny, man. They are. Especially when used properly. You know, this was a fun little scene. Did they overuse the fart a little bit? Maybe. But I love bit, that last blast that fucking blows him out of the <laughs> yeah. room, man. Yeah, but there's just nothing more fun than, like, going to a, a restroom. And, you know, while you're fucking taking your leak or doing whatever you're doing in there, you, yeah. know, you just blow some wind. And you just know that everybody <laughs> wants to laugh, but they're all stifling it and shit. That's the way I always hate when I'm in a stall. And I hear somebody next to me fart, and I'm like, I have to laugh. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to hold it in, but I'm like, no, that's what happened. Like, you know, it's just the worst, but it's like you can't help it. Like it's just funny. Um, hey man, that's that's you know. that's what the room's for. And at the same time, if you're there putting on a show, you know, you better appreciate what the audience has to say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it worked. Like the dog at the beginning of the movie that's meowing, but then it farts. <laughs> like I laugh at that. Like it's. Just, it's funny. Like, it doesn't get the laugh. Um, yeah, I'm in that same mindset where if a fart, if it works, it works. <laughs> you know, and it worked in that scene. Um, but, yeah, they're, tr- they're trying to figure out from Hardy, you know, who could be the killer, and they're trying to figure out where Toby went. She's underneath the sheet, and then when she gets up, she's like, where am I? Am I in Cleveland? I'm like, oh, Cleveland steamer. Get it. <laughs> get that joke. Really clever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other so part funny. of the is that uh, Toby hot. wants to Toby <laughs> wants garbage, to go to the prom garbage. and disguise herself. So Hardy takes her into the back where they have all the theatrical stuff from the drama department, and he goes, "Well, you can just dress up like this. This is from the Grease musical that we're going to do, but they couldn't get the rights to the music, so it's going to be the Grease <laughs> non-musical." <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> She's like, why well, have to get some balloons? <laughs> you know, and then I'll put on this outfit. Which plays in, I, I hate to say it again, silly jokes and shit like that. <laughs> I enjoyed just all the sound effects of the balloons while she was dressed up the way she was. <laughs> and just the whole, you know, every time she was squeaking. Oh, man, check out the balloons on that chick. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, like, the weird fat guy that's at the prom with the punk girl. Like, for some reason, he's staring at her. She's like, don't worry about it. Like, what the fuck is this guy here for? Like, he's wearing the fedora and, like, he has no reason to be there. But, oh, yeah. that's just her, whatever. <laughs> As no, she it's really her. She's walking no, the party. <laughs> no. And, but then a the couple of suspects that think it possibly could be her, then she sits there and acts completely out of character by j- going up and then do, throwing a big-ass kiss on our hero. And they're like, oh, no, 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 that's not her. Nope, nope. <laughs> because <laughs> our chick's approved. <laughs> Definitely not Toby. I love the fact that she tells Hardy she can't walk into the prom with him because she's the only friend that Hardy has. I was like, whoa, poor Hardy. <laughs> you know, just wants to get some. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
So he's got to go into the prom by himself wearing the fucking coattails of a fucking orchestra leader to the prom. <laughs> Looking like the music man or some shit like that. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and it's all about yeah, getting the keys uh, from uh, Principal uh, Peter. <laughs> so they can go and investigate and see what's really going on. Yeah. Right, but, it, well, but before that, we sit there and see what an 80s prom is like. With the shitty ass music that's going on, and because you know we got to show a couple seconds of a band, you know, fortunately they they didn't do like the entire song the entire time like they nope. did in other high school <laughs> scenes, but you know, yeah, and we get, and then no they did see no. and then, it, was, it was but it was well done no for but an 80s movie. but yeah. but then we get to see the stick has his date see <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I love how uh, Toby convinces Malbert to get the keys from Principal Peters, and he hands her a piece of cheese. Not the cheese, the keys. Well, we heard that's also because earlier in the and that's a nice callback though to earlier in the film because they mentioned mm-hmm. that he has the cheese on him. Yeah, <laughs> and I love how he reaches in between his legs and hands the cheese. <laughs> <You know. laughs> no, the keys. Oh, here you go, Mrs. Melbert. <laughs> um, yeah. Then you find out that because everybody's been killed, that could possibly be the prom queen. They end up awarding it to Principal Peters. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> Teacher Sook. I love that one guy at the prom. Uh, for some reason, Principal Peters is the prom queen, and Patty's upset about it because she wanted to be the prom queen. And she's with Scott, her boyfriend, who is fucking ROTC deluxe. He's even got the oh, yeah. on his arm proof. He's ROTC. Oh yeah, because he's got yeah, because he has the surgeon stripes on his arms. <laughs> yep. And he's got the best body in the entire school. <laughs> yeah. And he so, and he's willing to show it to her in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Patty. I'll make you feel better. Let's go into the fucking woodshop and fuck. Meanwhile, Duncan's fucking jerking off, making a horse head bookend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was this good for you? Like, what? <laughs> Better go hide in the whipshot closet. <laughs> right, but he goes Listening to the hide in the whipshot closet, and, and then they they start to make out, and he lays down a blanket for her and stuff like that, and then he says he'll be right back again. Big Not thing. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because the breather takes care of her really easily. What I love is the fact that after he discovers her body, he's like, well, you know, I'm going to get it on. <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm about to get it on with this shit. <laughs> well, it would be a waste. <laughs> <laughs> and then after those two are dispatched, you have the breather going after Duncan. And Duncan's like, hey, man, have some respect for yourself. Turn off that chainsaw. All right, put it in the case. That's right. Put it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And the fucking breather follows his instruction. And he just puts it down, unplugs it, and then he ends up getting killed by getting bonked in the back of the head. Now you have your body count being up to 11. <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. And you can't get killed by a bonk in the head like that. It was definitely my least it, favorite kill in the movie. It's kind of lame. Uh, D- Duncan? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Just because it happened like that and it was done. Um, 
Yeah, you have but Kobe. that being said, I, I, I was yeah. just going to say, uh, that being said, I did enjoy the character. He was one of my most enjoyable characters in, in the movie. Yeah, yeah just, just because, you know, we all had that asshole shop teacher. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. mine wasn't horse head Yeah, but that's, but that's what made, uh, that's why his death should have been more glorious. You know, it should have been yes. a better yep. kill. He deserved better. I don't even know if I can yeah. say, oh, I've had, I've had asshole shop teacher. Like, I remember having shop, like, one year in junior high school, maybe, but I don't even remember the teacher at all. Uh, you only yeah, had one I think year. the woodworking teacher. We had the woodwork. I remember I had woodworking, and uh, he was, he was really yeah. nice. I don't remember his name either. You only had one year of shop in your entire school? I had two yeah. years. It was an elective. Yeah. Fuck, oh, man, I... I had five years of that shit. <laughs> you went to high school for five years? No, I'm talking about. Uh, we, we, no, I'm talking about. Like, we, we had, retard. No, we had. <laughs> no, we because we started woodshop in middle school. Oh, okay. where I grew up. I yeah, you so we, horsehead bookends. No, but I did have an asshole shop teacher where it wasn't horsehead bookends. It was. Uh, um, I don't know why, but that year he had a thing about. Everything had to be in the shape of a l- slice of bread, so we had to make um, a napkin holder that looked like two slices of bread. <laughs> we had to make we had to we had to make a giant cutting board that looked like a slice of bread. So that's why this whole booking thing. I, that's why I was laughing my ass off about it because of the infatuation with horsehead bookings was like the teacher I had, where he was just infatuated with fucking slices of bread. <laughs> wow. So that um, so that's why I personally enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you for this context. Yeah. Well, and we find out from when Toby sneaks into Peter's office to find out about No problem, killer, Doc. You find out that it's actually Peter's uh that's been killing people, you know, because of their sexual ways. And I love the fact that he takes <sighs> up all his clothes once he finds out. And he has I Love New York painted on his chest. <laughs> and he's wearing nothing but boxes. And, oh, my God, Principal Peters, you're naked. <laughs> yes, that's right, Toby. I'll be right back. Then he goes to get the chess club, you know, uh, award. So he could bring it back in the killer with. Like, you know, it was the only blood that you see in the movie, which I thought was kind of cool, is with Peters when he gets impaled on the trophy. When his body po- pops back up, you see the blood the only on trophy the, sc- the the only trophy the school had ever won. <laughs> yep, that was it. That was the only one. It was a typing trophy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the only blood that you really see in the movie is his chest like covered in blood when he pops back up to attack Toby, and she runs out to discover that Hardy's been killed with a glove in the mouth, which they didn't put it as a body count. Like, they didn't include it in the movie. They didn't flash on screen. I thought that was kind of weird that they didn't include Hardy as a body count. Yeah, but it was part of the total count that was on the cover art. So the cover art where it says, I think it's like 14 and a half deaths. You know, that's where it was. Because not including the fly that that, uh, Toby killed. So that's the half. Yeah, that's that's the half. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, for some reason, they didn't flash it on screen that that was the body count. But then you have Miss Mumsley coming in to confront Toby, and she says that, you know, Peters killed the guys. I killed, you know, I he killed the girls. I killed the guys. But I'm actually 
Uh, Principal Peter's father, mother, father. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Again, just throwing more weirdness out there for weirdness sake, you know? Mm -hmm. To me, it worked. Like I kind of laughed at that, but then when she's running through the hallway and all of a sudden you have Duncan alive again, throwing horse head bookends (laughs) at her. She's running down the hallway. You know, Malbert (laughs) chasing after her. Yeah, everybody chasing after her. And then all of a sudden you go to these ghosts. I guess that's what it's supposed to be is ghosts chasing after her. I ain't afraid. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about when everyone's jamming it to the one hallway. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I just. Which they included I, the African exchange student, which I loved it. <laughs> He's there <laughs> chasing after her. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get what was going on yeah. here. It's like. I, I just took it as like a weird ass Alice in Wonderland kind of moment. Well, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. because when she jumps out of the window and then all of a sudden she wakes up and it's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know when she wakes up. Yeah, yeah it's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's Friday the Thirteenth. You know. Yep. Remember yep. fucking Alice at the end of Friday the Thirteenth wakes up in the hospital. So it's that whole you know like it didn't really happen type of moment. Because Don't you mind the man behind the curtain. Of all the characters. Like Scott, the ROTC guy, he's like super gay. He's wearing the sex, love, and rock and roll t-shirt. And, you know, the, uh, the handkerchief over the neck. Patty is just kind of ugly with a hair over her face. Duncan is now a French teacher. Oh, yes, Zola is your French teacher. <laughs> you know, like he's not a shop teacher anymore. Principal Peters is now the janitor. And he's like, Peters P. Red. <laughs> you have Malbert. He's super smart. And she's like, Yes, but you were like the janitor. My word. <laughs> really weird English accent that he has now. All of her friends are alive. You know, so it was like, wow, that was a fucking weird dream. Wheels is now walking, and he's like, yeah, I wanted to walk when I was two. What up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but Sigmund is still Sigmund. I love the fact that Dr. Sigmund is still himself. <laughs> he doesn't change. He's no, but he's still the same doctor he was. Miss uh, Mumsley is now a man. <laughs> surprise! Surprise! You're not the same. You changed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like different characters, and you realize it was a dream. So now Toby and Hardy can go through the woods um, and talk about her diagnosis that it was caused by the swine flu. Which causes sexual regression. <laughs> I love it. The swine flu is what causes her to not want to have sex, and now she's ready for it. So they're going to oh, lay down ready in for the it. woods, and we're going to have sex, Hardy. And he's like, all right. And we get undressed here, and all of a sudden, he starts putting on the green gloves. He's like, what's going on? Oh, like, shit. I'm the killer. <laughs> she's like, oh, stop it, Hardy. Yeah, whatever. Like, stop joking. No, I really am the killer. And then he proceeds to strangle her to death. And in this town, funerals work fast because this is an hour later. <laughs> We're getting Toby's funeral. <laughs> they got like hour an hour later. Life. <laughs> it's like a and that Dr. Sigmund's leading it. <laughs> and Dr. Sigmund's talking about death and he's talking about everything else like that. And he talks about the greatest psychological disease ever, which is death. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the greatest psychological disease ever which is death and you have Hardy you know being upset that she's dead even though he killed her and we have our carry moment of the movie 
where he puts the flower down on her grave, Bump and off. her hand bursts out from the dirt and strangles him. Which I was like, it's so good because it's that weird kind of uh, carry moment. But I had fun with it. Yeah, it was fun. It's like you know, I, I definitely think if they had actually tried to make this movie a true R and actually try to carry this further into more of the slasher genre, I personally would have had more fun with it. You know, but it was okay. Yeah, and what kind of surprised me, though, is that I was doing some research for the movie and looking at IMDb and looking up some of the actors that were in this movie and to find out that they really didn't do anything past student bodies. Like, Toby, no, I thought was a good actor. That's, that's, that surprised you? Yeah, because some <laughs> of them I thought were pretty good. Like, I, to- really? the actress that played Toby, I thought she was good. Like, I thought yeah, she could do movies. Like, you know, she could do more. You know, I didn't feel yeah, like she was a bad actress. I guess I could have seen her in, like, romantic comedies or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She she wasn't good-looking enough to really go too far. She well, was in the J.L. Band Centerfold video. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Why are you saying that, it's, that it's not an R-rated movie? Like, it is an R-rated movie. No, no it is. I, I said, no, I said a true oh, R. Drums. This was only this, this was only rated R because of the one moment where they threw in the one guy to say, fuck you. That was it. That's yeah. what gave them the rated R. Uh, I'm saying no, that I, they I, had gone more. I know that. I'm so, just saying it's still a I'm, rated R movie. I'm yeah, saying is, if yeah. they had gone. Yeah, and I'm saying if they had gone for like a harder R with actual gore and the TNA in it, then I would Maybe, have enjoyed that movie probably a little bit more. Because I think that would have been paying more of an homage to the horror movies that they were supposed to be picking on. I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that scene where they bring in this executive producer to give the speech. I feel that that yeah. scene is the funniest part of the whole movie. Uh, oh, Ghoul, yeah. Uh, yep. uh, let me let me ask you, Ghoul, because I I feel that you'll you'll like understand what I'm saying here. Uh, think back to our 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 days of of watching all of despair uh, late at night, and we would sit there and just like die cracking up laughing like till we're falling off the couch at some of the nonsense we would be watching uh tell mm-hmm. me like in this kind of you know not great taste you know kind of entertaining not great film uh would we have not just completely lost our shit to that scene uh, it was easily the funniest part of the movie you know oh. like I, I know for a fact that that part made me laugh harder than anything else that occurred in this film yeah and especially because they flashed the R-rated. Yeah, yeah, the FDA R-rated stripe came across the scene. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like yeah. this, this scene like, came out of nowhere in this movie that we were watching, man, <laughs> we, would just, we would lose our minds. And then it just picked right back up with the movie. <laughs> like, like, it belonged in the middle yeah. of the movie. But it worked and for I me found, because I was a big fan of, like, Airplane and Kentucky Fried Movie. Like, that's why it worked yeah. for me so much. Because I got what they Popcorn were going that for. you're eating has been pissed in. <laughs> Go ahead, monkey. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I was gonna say I agree. And then it was weird that I found out that they decided to that whole scene. They decided to throw that in after the fact just to get an R rating because oh, yeah. that was never originally to. planned to be part of the movie. Nope. <laughs> which means they were, which means they were gonna get a PG rating for this movie because there was no PG thirteen yeah, yet. There was no PG thirteen. There was rated no. PG. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and why they threw it was the scene in so much on TV back in the day because they could get away with it. 
And well, yeah, and, and see, it, like, like yeah, you, but that is the thing, though. You know, like, how are you spoofing all of like? If you don't make this an R-rated movie, you're spoofing films and ta- and tailoring this towards an audience that can't watch the movies that you're spoofing. That's true too. But people see point. those movies anyway, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They to the to the doc's point, I think people are watching them already. When we're looking at it But we're looking at it from the standpoint Of being kids in the mid to late 80s Where we had yeah, you're right. stars We had VHS tapes 1981 It was you had to go to the movies To see this shit So you had to hope that you either had Really killer parents or an older sibling Or an older cousin or something That you know was going to take you To said yeah. R-rated movie yep. To watch it yeah. Right. Sure. Or you'd hope that the fucking schmuck at the the movie theater was the kind of guy that let you go in because you might look a little old and he just didn't give a shit because he was making fucking well, they, three dollars an hour. about how you know? look. Forget about what you look like. They just didn't give a shit. No. Yeah. Back then, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, man. Um, yeah, I, sometimes, I ran into sometimes. the fair a couple of times, man. I fucking, you know, why do you think I saw Free Willy for the sixth time? You know, I was supposed to be in uh, fucking J- Jason Goes to Hell, man. Why do, why do you think yeah. I saw Steel Magnolias when I was supposed to see Tango and Cash? I see. Wow. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it, it's also 1981, and like we talked about last week, um, with Don't Go Into the Woods, this is the same year that Halloween 2 came out. This is the same year that Friday 13th Part 2 came out. So you have two juggernauts coming out uh, that kind of define their series. But people are going to the theater to see it because in 81... There were slasher movies all over the place. In 1980, there was 30-odd movies alone that were slasher films. Which, which they so, say in that opening scene, remember? Because then yeah, there was they that, that also that, that they said 22. I read, you know, I read, I read where that opening that opening uh, clip where they showed that uh, was not presented in every version of this film. Nope, it wasn't. Oh, and there's actually deleted scenes you can watch oh. on uh, YouTube. That they actually have that didn't make the theatrical cut um, because it was originally supposed to be longer than an hour twenty-five, but they actually cut those out um, and they're free on YouTube. They wish they were as a couple of years ago, like deleted uh, student body scenes. The cut just in uh, the hour twenty-five. I, I rented it on Xbox, so it had that in the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, my, my yeah, yeah, my my copy that I got had that scene on it as well. But it's okay. still a, a great movie. I mean, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Scary Movie, because I know that the doc talks about that, how this is a precursor to Scary Movie, but I still prefer Student Bodies over Scary Movie. I do. Like, I revisit Student Bodies way more than I revisit Scary Movie. Because I feel like Scary Movie, while it's a good film, I just I felt like Student Bodies kind of... It was a product of its time. I felt like it got it better with slashers like they because it was in that period where slashers were king student uh, uh scary movie came but out you were king done. <laughs> no <laughs> i was a little baby king yeah. back in the 80s I thought... <laughs> um, but yeah scary movie came out when that kind of came and went that kevin williams scene i know we did last summer scream thing came about and went and then scary movie came out Student bodies came out during that height of slashers that were coming out left and right. 
Like, you couldn't go to a movie and not see a slasher. So I think it came out at the right time. I think it came out right when people should be going to see a parody. Because you have 30-odd movies coming out that same year that are serious slashers. Unlike a scary movie where you were kind of over that mountain of those movies that came out back in the mid-90s. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, King. It's just a little bit, you know, too little too late for a scary movie. Well, <laughs> this was right there at the height of the golden age, and it was just the right time for a parody movie of that genre. Yeah, you know, they, they had the right idea. They wanted to strike while the iron was hot. You know, let's get this movie out there in the theaters because everybody's going to see slashers right now. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the wherewithal. Mm-hmm. Now, we're down to five minutes left in the show. So, let's see here. We are. Uh, who, whose pick is it next? <clears throat> That'll be mine. Ooh, I know where you're going. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, let him, well, you, you're talking about how much time we have left. Why don't you let him say the movie? Yep. No, well, he wanted to get excited because he knows where I'm going to go. Um, I want to go current, and I want to go 2019, which is the current year we're in. And I want to talk about Jordan Peele's movie, Us, next week. Uh, <laughs> because you know what? I've talked about old movies. I've talked about relatively oh, new movies. But I talk, I want to talk about Jordan Peele's sophomore uh, movie, Us. For so not episode. the NBC series, This Is Us. No, we're just going to be talking about <laughs> we're the, we're the, Bruce the movie about fucked up doppelganger. This is us. No, not that one. We're going to be talking about Jordan Peele's Us that deals with weird fucked up doppelgangers and home invasion and everything else in between. Uh, it's a movie that I saw in the theater and I now own. So I kind of want to bring it up on the show because it's still kind of fresh in everybody's minds. And I think we need to talk about it because it's a movie that uh, definitely made an impact on me. So I want to talk about us next week. So you want to talk about us? I want to watch ourselves (laughs) next week. (laughs) I'm in. Boom, chicka, bow, bow. I'm going to put five on next week. We're we're (laughs) friends, okay? And that's where we're going to stay, okay? And that's it, man. Yeah, I'm totally friend-zoning you, bro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm putting it. five on it next week, and we're going to talk about it. Jordan Peele's <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening <laughs> to our episode about student bodies. Thank you, Doc, for joining us. I hope you join us next week where we talk about it. <laughs> but e- even if you are in the friend zone, if you use the proper promo code, you can get some pictures of the ghoul's cock. This is and so pussy. true. If, if you go to Bonfire Beat Designs, if you go to the Etsy page – and buy something, and when you're buying it, you put in there cock and pussy. You have to as a do description it when you're it. or extra instructions. <laughs> you have to purchase one of her marvelous, wonderful, beautiful jewelry designs, which are so great. There are rings, necklaces, bracelets, you name it. It's up there. But go there and say cock and pussy, or I want to see cock and pussy, or the ghoul's cock and pussy, you put it in there, and you will get that cock and pussy, and it is beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful cock, and that pussy can be so fucking wet sometimes. It's amazing. So, you put that in there, and I will send you that picture. (laughs) Etsy, Bonfire Beat Designs, one word. Buy Chewy's Gum. 
<laughs> Chewy's gum. <laughs> I'm going to buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Great. All right, Monkey. We'll see you here next week for us. Thanks for listening to Talking Car, the only broadcast brought to you through a rubber duck. Thank All right. Let's sign us out, Google. Stay scared. And as I always say at the end of every episode, keep watching horror movies, keep America strong, and until next week, untether yourselves and join us as we discuss us.